this is Michelle with the Fringe Following. Today is Monday, November 2nd, 2020. Tomorrow is the big day. So we are meeting tonight to discuss pre-election issues. We also have a little bit, tiny bit more on the Hunter Biden issue and just the election news that's coming out. Also, it seems there is some increased COVID activity as well. I have with me Ronnie. How are you, Ronnie? <laughs> I'm trying to hold on as best I can. I am a little nervous about uh, tomorrow and the coming days after because I just don't think it's going to be over after tomorrow. But that's my gut instinct. So a little nervous. I'm I'm with you. I I'm nervous too. I there's there's a lot going on and um it's kind of scary to be honest with you. I I don't, you know, I'm pretty confident for me, I'm pretty confident Trump will win despite what everyone is saying. Um I heard today that the stock market was up. I don't know if it closed up. I guess I should Google that. But they say that that's usually indicative of, uh, you know, the day before an election that it's going to be um, the re-election of an incumbent if the stock market is up the day before the election day. And, you know, you can say a lot about Wall Street, but those people don't fuck with their money. <laughs> so No, they don't. They so, don't. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, based on that, uh, based on the just mass amount of people that do attend his rallies, mm -hmm. um, the crazy, you know, all the Trump parades all over the country that have been, you know, just out the boat parades. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I base it on because you're not seeing, unless I'm not looking for it, but I have not seen anything like that on the Biden side. I have not seen anything like that on the Biden side either. I agree with you 100%. And a boat parade in frickin' November, I don't care where you live, um, you know, we're not in the tropics here. That's that's pretty cold no matter how you slice it. I'm, yeah, yeah, I've been watching people in Michigan just freezing their asses off <laughs> just to see him hours in advance. I mean, that's loyalty and dedication. And I'm very, I'm very proud right now to be an American and be in this fight. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going tomorrow morning and I'm finally doing, you know, I'm casting my vote and uh, I don't care if I have to stand in line for five hours. I have no idea what to expect. I do know the city in which I live, they are boarding up buildings and things like that. And this is happening all mm -hmm. over the country because they, I think they are, it's like a hurricane, you know, they're boarding up the windows and uh, they can sense something's coming. I'm so proud of you for going the day of. I, I really wish I had that stamina. I, I do not have that patience, I have to admit, but I am proud of you for going the day of. I, I think that's ideal, no matter what the weight is. Uh, I do know that, you know, as long as you're in line before your polls close, I don't know what time yours close. Ours are closing at 7 p.m. Um, I think it's different depending where you are in the United States. But, you know, as long as you're in line before that they, they have to take you, you know, I don't know how they work that out. But, mm -hmm. you know, kudos to those um, election people working. I, I tried to get in on working the election, but I actually when I voted, I asked one of the people there, I said, hey, I applied and I did all the, you know, the work, the modules. And they said that um, they had an overwhelming response. So that's why they didn't need me. Oh. Yeah. 
So wow. I, I thought that was pretty cool because I was all ready to help out, especially day of. I can't imagine what it'll be like, you know, yeah. um, and, and maybe I'm exaggerating because like I said, I'm not in a major metropolitan area like you, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. You know, I, I, I really hope, you know, you don't have to wait that long, but in a way it's kind of, kind of good, right? I mean, that means that so many people are taking this seriously and getting out and voting, you know, um, I, did you see that article I'd sent you that the 2020 election to have the highest turnout since the year 1900 experts? Yeah, I did see that headline. Yes. I didn't read it, but I did see the headline. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, these will all be on our Facebook page. Um, It is a paywall and unfortunate epic times, but yeah. Um, you know, especially because so many people like Texas has exceeded their voter turnout of 2016 by 8% already. Hawaii by 11%. In fact, I have a friend in Hawaii that mentioned that Hawaii might go red and I can't. Wow. I know. I can't. I can't believe that's like almost California going red. I, I just that. That's you know. my dream is for California to go oh, red. Yeah. But I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I really don't know. I, I really, I, that's so, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know because uh, Gavin Newsom has been a, a gruesome Newsom, they call him, because mm-hmm. he has been a dictator. And I, I don't know. And I know they, they had a mass, you know, exodus out of California over the summer. Uh, whoever's left might still just... <laughs> <laughs> be, you know, on that side. And I, again, I, I don't know how you can live there and just, I, I, whatever. I do have a couple of friends in California and they did mm. vote blue. So I don't know why. I, do I think they're just being completely brainwashed, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, they're, they're in their own bubble, you know, they're, you know, yeah. yeah. So it's, it, they, they kind of, well, I heard some of the propositions. Did you hear some of the propositions that they're having over in California? I don't know if any, your state has, we have some pretty crazy propositions here in, in my state, but in California, um, they actually have one where people 16 years or older can vote. They're going to, they're going to pull back <laughs> the, uh-huh. Yep. And I was just like, are you kidding me? Could you be any more obvious? Oh my gosh. And, um, you know, I think I mentioned that in in my state, they're trying to take away the electoral votes um, and have us, you know, like in the next presidential election, whoever wins popular vote, that's who our electoral votes will go to, which I think is absolutely insane. That's bullshit. It is absolute bullshit. And um, let's see. Oh, one, another prop that a proposition in California that allows prisoners to vote after a certain period. Come on, man. (laughs) Is this like so fucking obvious? I'm like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, I don't know if those are going to pass. You know, I... Yeah, I, I just, just, just don't know. Oh, and then there's a proposition that removes a requirement for people who are on city boards and commissions. They don't have to be citizens. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was like, I am so glad I'm out of that state. I mean, I thought my propositions were bad and I am in a blue state, but oh my God, those take the cake. I was like, you know, I'll be very curious to see if they pass, you know, and yeah, that'll determine if I ever move back to California or not. I don't, I don't think I ever will the way it's going. So. You know, I visit, I visit California frequently, mm. uh, not the city so much. I kind of kick around, you know, the deserts and things like that around there. Yeah. 
but so I haven't really experienced the um, communist style <laughs> way of living there. But um, I, yeah, I, I really hope it would at least even if, if, if even if it would just lean right, I'll be happy. Just lean, just lean a little bit. I'll, you know, that'll make me happy. Even if, if it doesn't get it, I, that would be, that would, that would be ecstatic. I don't know. Uh, honestly, if they go, if they still are blue, which I fully expect, but none of these propositions pass, I'll be happy. Now I want them to go yeah. red. Don't get, but I don't want any of these to pass. That's insanity. Oh my God. California hasn't gone red since the eighties. Um, but I was happy for two things that I heard today. One is my mother voted for Trump (gasps) and she's a lifelong. Yep. She's a lifelong Democrat. I can, I think I convinced her. I probably, I was on the phone with her quite a bit these past few months telling her exactly what was going on, Mm. you know, this and that. And also she caught a commercial in, she's in New Mexico. Okay. And New Mexico is always blue. But they were running a commercial and she had said something like, it, it, you know, that the commercial said something about, you know, this old lady saying, well, I don't want to live in a socialist state. And I think that's probably spoke to my mom. I don't know when she heard that, but I think between me and the things she's been hearing, it finally convinced her. Uh, and she's never voted because my grandfather was a Democrat, but this was in the, in the age of the Kennedys, you know, back then. I mean, it was a very different party and her father always said, don't vote Republican, don't vote Republican. And she never did except this year. Wow. I'm and she's like pushing 80. I believe my mom is, you know, mm. so that was one thing. And then also I used to live in Pittsburgh for a decade. I went to the uh, university there in Pittsburgh. And so I've got ties to Pittsburgh. Um, and the Pittsburgh post Gazette endorsed Trump today. They haven't endorsed a Republican since 1972. Oh, that's amazing. That's yeah. That, that's so I great. think Trump's got Pennsylvania in the bag. I, I think you're right. I, I There was an article about how the P- Pennsylvania lieutenant governor frets over Trump's support. He had taken a picture of the Trump rally at the Pittsburgh Butler Regional Airport on October 31st. And he said, that's not Photoshop. And it's like, yeah, yeah buddy. It's it's not Photoshop. And he said that Donald Trump is doing things that have never been done in Pennsylvania politics in terms of the raw brainstorming across small county Pennsylvania. It's hard to predict with certainty how this is going to activate not only his base of voters from 2016, but also those that sat it out, too. So, yeah, and Pennsylvania is a huge swing state. You know, um, both sides are going at it. Isn't Biden there with Gaga today or something like that? Did you hear about that? <laughs> yeah, the, the video where she was uh, dressed in camo and holding a beer, sit, standing by a tru- truck, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people call that condescending to rednecks, which I agree. I, I saw the video. I didn't actually listen to it. I was really bad. Did you listen to it at least? I um, No, I can't. I was just, I yeah. saw what she was doing and I already knew what the message was. And I was just disgusted because it's like, are you kidding me? You know, you don't give a flying fuck about middle America and you're going to sit there and you know, get out of here. Honestly, it was insulting. Yeah. That's why I didn't listen to it either. And I guess she's going around with Biden today in Pennsylvania though, actually. Yeah. She's in Pittsburgh actually. Mm -hmm. And I saw a picture of her right across the street from the building I used to go into for classes. Oh, wow. Wow. Saw that today. And I'm like, look at you. (laughs) Look at you. 
Yeah. But did you, uh, I, you know, I didn't cue this up and I should have, Mm. but did you see Kamala Harris's little pictorial illustration video of equality? I heard about it. I did not see it, but it was equity over uh, quality. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. It's, and it's going around that that sounds very communistic and actually it does. It is. So she's really showing her true colors. And uh, yeah, this is scary. It's a scary time. Um, I think, you know, and here's here's the plan that they've put out as far as uh, Q just dropped today about he mm. uh, or they had uh, linked to a Twitter account from, uh, let me, I'm pulling it up here. Hold on. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 Tim Murtaugh. And this is his Twitter account, uh-huh. and he's director of communications for the uh, Trump campaign. So he says here, Biden's early vote lead is not enough, and they know it. Dems plan to call uh, Trump's election day surge a red mirage to leg- to delegitimize his wave of support. They'll try to create a smokescreen post-election day, even running TV ads to cast out on November 3rd. Vote, be ready. And here they have a statement. Um, that they put out that's saying Democrats are panicking because Joe Biden has not run up large enough lead in early votes in the battleground states. And they know that President Trump's in-person votes on Election Day will make up the difference and propel him into victory. Uh, Biden, Biden's political operatives have already been distributing talking points and research to legitimize Election Day results by coaching surrogates to refer to the president's election day success as a red mirage. Mm. The operatives are advising surrogates and media to create a smokescreen by casting blame all around, imagining postal delays or falsely claiming that mail-in ballots that have simply not been returned should be considered legitimate votes that need to be counted. None of this will be true, but it will be held up as proof that President Trump's victory is a so-called red mirage no one should fall for it. Uh, we are aware the Democrats have already cut television ads. They are prepared to deploy to further cement the red mirage misinformation, seeking to convince people that all Joe Biden would need for victory is more time extending well beyond election day. At the same time, we fully anticipate the Democrats will be in court arguing to extend deadlines for accepting and counting votes mailed and received well past deadlines enacted by individual state laws. Americans should remember that Biden has assembled a massive team of lawyers who will try to loosen election integrity so that they can steal this election. And also recall that Hillary Clinton advised Biden not to concede defeat under any circumstances. The last gasp of the Biden campaign will be ugly and it will be ruthless. What actually has happened is that the Democrats fielded a candidate in Joe Biden who excites virtually no one and his potential voters are not motivated to go to the polls in person. Democrats also made the mistake of spending months frightening their supporters away from voting in person because of the coronavirus. And now they've realized that their early vote lead will not be enough. Biden's campaign also committed the political sin of failing to build a ground game or field operation. And now they are paying the price with their inability to turn out supporters. Biden knows 
that the votes he's already has in the bank uh, through early voting are from supporters they already had. So he has cannibalized his own election day turnout. Mm -hmm. Because of this Biden predicament, we are on guard for Democrats to attempt to subvert state deadlines for receiving and counting ballots. And we will fight to make sure that they adhere to the law. President uh, President Trump wants every eligible voter to be able to vote, vote once and have it counted. And that was a statement put out by Justin Clark, the uh, deputy campaign manager. Wow. Whew, that was a that was a um, mouthful and I didn't have my reading glasses on so I had to strain. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did a great job. You did a great job and yeah. Um I I agree with you. I I think we really are going to just bring home bring it home and home run. I mean, I honestly do. I I really think we're going to take it all. Um, I don't know if we're going to take all the houses, the Senate and the house of reps, but I do believe we'll take the presidency. And I agree. I think that they did cut their nose off despite their face with all this fear surrounding voting. And not only that, you know, I've mentioned to you how the COVID restrictions have been increasing in certain areas. Um, you know, just, I, I, I know they say that, that the, uh, death rates are up and so are the illnesses. Um, however, I I can't help but think, you know, most of this is in democratically ran. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they trying to put fear into the older well, they, generation to go out right. and vote, you know? We knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I think even in the, in the Q drops that they said this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to, you're going to see this. It's going, oh, look at this. Coronavirus cases are up, better locked down again, you know. And look what's happening in Michigan. Did you hear about that? Yes, yes, I did. Um, but please tell us a little bit about Michigan with that governor there. Oh, all I know is that um, so I guess the businesses have to screen the customers as they come in for a mm-hmm. temperature. Is that right? And if they don't, then they could get two hundred dollar fine or six months in prison. And plus, they have to take the uh, names and phone numbers of the customers. Now, why that is, I don't know. But it's for, I guess it's for the tracing or something. The for the contact tracing. tracing. Yeah. This is a bunch of shit, man. I tell that, that governor, it reminds me of a brunette Hillary. Mm-hmm. Or was well, she's Newsom in a, in a dress. That's for sure. Yeah, but she's out of control. She I is. Mean. And, the, and the Supreme Court in Michigan ruled against her last month and her, COVID-related executive orders that they were an unlawful delegation of legislation, legislative power to the executive branch in violation of the Michigan Constitution. And she just vowed to bypass their rulings after that happened. And she, she will implement it via alternative sources of authority. So yeah, she's on a power trip. But not only that, I really think a lot of this is election based. You know, I really, really do because they know. Yeah, in that article that I had mentioned about uh, the highest voter turnout since two thousand or since the nineteen hundreds, it said that we actually have people that. Um, haven't voted the Republicans normally by this time, 44% have voted only 28% when they, when they wrote the article, not of this moment right now, but when they wrote the article, which I think was yesterday, 
it was um, very only 28% as opposed to 44%. So that means there's a huge wave of Republicans because I can tell you, Republicans are incredibly passionate. They are not going to sit this one out this time. I have no. seen so many people say they're voting that they haven't voted, not to mention the numbers are just incredible. That can't all be Democrats, you know? And so I think they're just going to really you know, like you tomorrow, they're going to wait in line five hours. I, I will love when we come back, or Ronnie, and you can share your election day experience in line. It, it, it will be interesting. Maybe it'll be a surprise and you'll get through right away. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've been to this school. This el- it's an, at an elementary school. Mm-hmm. And it's been in the past, it's been really quick. Uh, in and out, no problem. Mm-hmm. Not much wine, you know. This one though, I I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I really don't. So yeah, I, yeah, you just don't know. Now I just got this article in from Dan Bongino. Back to Pennsylvania, the Pennsylvania Attorney General declares Biden victory before a single vote is counted. This is this came out today. He said um, in a tweet, of course, if all the votes are added up in Pennsylvania, Trump is going to lose. That's why he's working overtime to subtract as many votes as possible from this process. For the record, he's zero to six against us in court we've protected voting rights now ignore the noise vote yeah yeah it's so the kind of noise i'm so, so glad you know, that he's like i have kind of it. a bullshit uh, article to share uh-huh. from 538 uh dot com and they're they're saying here which was published today No, actually, yesterday was the first, right? Yeah. Uh, But it says here, I'm here to remind you that Trump can still win. A 10% chance isn't zero. Ah. There's a chance of recount, too. And this is written by Nate Silver. Uh, And it says, it's tempting to write the story in the form of narrative fiction. On a frigid early December morning in Washington, the Supreme Court ruled five to four that disputed mail ballots in Pennsylvania. You know, that kind of thing. But... Given the stakes in this election, I think it's important to be prosaic and sober-minded instead. So let's state a few basic facts. The reasons that President Trump's chances in our forecast are about 10% and not zero. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. As in 2016, Trump could potentially benefit from the Electoral College. Projected margins in the tipping point states are considerably tighter than the margins in the national popular vote. More specifically, Joe Biden's lead in Pennsylvania, the most likely tipping point state, according to our forecast, is solid but not spectacular, about five points in our polling average. Uh, Without Pennsylvania, Biden does have some paths to victory, but there's no one alternative state he can especially feel secure about. While a lot of theories about why Trump can win... Uh, for example, those of that about shy Trump voters are probably wrong. Systematic polling errors do occur, and it's hard to predict them ahead of time or to anticipate the reasons in advance. There is some chance that Trump could win illegitimately. Ah! To a large extent, these scenarios are beyond the scope of our forecast. There's also a chance of a recount, about 4%, or an electoral, co- electoral college high around 0.5% according to our forecast. So before we proceed further, a short philosophical note. I hate it when people use phrases. To be fair, we often use phrases like that ourselves, such as Nate Silver is giving Biden a 90% chance or 538 still gives Trump a 10% chance. We aren't giving anybody anything. Instead, a former 
538 politics host Jody Avergon puts it, what we're doing is mapping uncertainty. In other words, if Biden leads by about nine points in national polls, eight points in Wisconsin, five points in Pennsylvania, two in Florida, how does that translate into a probability of victory? That's what our model is trying to figure out. Um, anyway, it goes on and on. I think you see what's happening here, but uh, I'm not going to read this whole thing because it goes really goes on and on. I've never heard but of you get 538, a have you? I mean... <laughs> I did hear about it in 2016, and I, 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 I could be wrong, but I think they were dead wrong then too. Um, the arrogance, now, what, the arrogance of that writer, and you know the echo chamber that they live in, that they yeah. think that it is so infuriating to me that yeah, they don't even account for you know that Trump could win. Yes, it, I mean the know. theory. This is what stuck out to me, okay? Because I'm one of those shy Trump voters. Mm -hmm. I'm quiet. I'm not quiet on here because we're on a podcast, but I'm quiet with uh, a majority of my friends and a majority of my family. I don't speak about it. I don't post about it or anything. I don't run around with a Trump sign in my yard. I don't have a Trump hat. I'm very quiet. You couldn't tell by looking at me. In fact, a lot of my friends look at me and think I'm liberal because, you know, I'm artistic, I'm free thinking and this and that. I, I, I don't yep. consider myself a Christian. So they think, oh, liberal. I'm not liberal. And so this right here that says about, um, uh, you know, theories about why Trump, Trump can win about the shy Trump voters are probably wrong. They're not wrong. Uh -uh. That's not wrong. It's true. And I've seen other people who are shy about it, who don't want to speak out about it either. Right. I don't, I don't speak out about it. And we've talked about that. Exactly. Too. So, you know, and everyone, oh my God. So I was given the opportunity to unfriend a, uh, relative of someone close to me say that if I voted for Trump because it was, quote, trendy, that I cannot be possibly be, be supporting the LGBTQ movement and that I must unfriend them now if I voted for Trump. And I and I looked at that. Did that directly or they said that in a post? They said that in a post, not to oh, me yeah. directly. And I, you know, first of all, I have LGBTQ friends that are voting for Trump that think yeah. Trump is the best thing since sliced cheese. And secondly, I wanted to ask this person, so tell me how how he, has he ruined your movement? What has he put in place that has made your life harder? And I know that she wouldn't be able to answer anything. Well, he said, and he looked at someone funny, and he's racist. And I, I knew I was going to get those stupid-ass responses because if yeah. someone is that into their identity politics that they can't even see the forest for the trees, it wasn't going to be worth it. Now, I haven't unfriended this person yet. I'm, I'm debating. I, should I Should I bring it up to her? Because she knows I'm a pretty cool person. I don't, I mean, and I'm not saying I'm all that in a bag of, <laughs> you know, but I, I know she probably doesn't think that I am a Republican, you know, and um, I don't know what to do in this situation. And, you know, I am not vocal on my Facebook page. So this person does not know, you know, uh, how I, how I am. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to yeah, do. I know. I have a first cousin back in the spring. Mm -hmm. If you're a Trump supporter, just in front of me now, a cousin, family, first cousin grew up with her. Yeah. What am I supposed to do with that? Right. You know? And I, I, I didn't unfriend her. I unfollowed her because I don't want to see her bullshit. Yep. But uh, it's ridiculous. And 
you know, I, I, I had snoozed <laughs> this person for 30 days. In fact, I had snoozed a lot of liberals and they all came back to haunt me like yesterday. And I'm like, holy oh, fuck. What, oh, oh, I snoozed them. That's why I haven't been seeing all this. Now you got to unfollow. I, I yeah. know. Well, I thought snooze would help because sometimes they calm down. But, you know, I forgot when I, snooze was up, it was still going to be the before the election. And honestly, it's going to probably carry on. And depending who wins, it could carry on even further. So, yeah, I am. Yes, you're Michelle, right. Look at your messenger. I'm sending you a uh, map of the 538 I just read. Uh -huh. And you're going to laugh at this map because it's ridiculous. So this is what they're projecting. Um forecast this is a forecast I, I, yeah you see this we're gonna put that on our facebook page people do they yeah. have texas leaning red that's ridiculous well let's see okay leaning red i think they're solid red there is a problem with texas actually i have people that live there a lot of californians yeah. where did they move oh when they left God. california they went to texas they're breeding and spreading their bullshit all over now and there oh is a God, huge movie movie star push to make texas red so it's actually i won't say it's red leaning but it, it isn't as solid as it used to be and not only that when i was reading about the COVID restrictions um, well, I've, I've actually been diving into Texas a little bit. Now, Houston is um, blue, and I didn't know that. Austin's definitely blue, beyond blue. They're they're incredibly liberal. And then I read today that El Paso is one of the people that kicked in some heavy-duty uh, lockdown restrictions. Not that that means that they are blue, but usually it indicates that they are probably leaning blue. So there are some areas in um, Texas that actually – are blue that I didn't realize. So yeah, here I, yeah. So I sent you another one, uh -huh. 270 to win, and this might be more realistic, at least to our favor, of course. Uh, yeah, but yeah, they so they have your Texas definitely red. They have uh, mm -hmm. Trump. Their projection is Trump 326, Biden 212. Um, wow. Gosh, they even have the state I live in red, which could possibly be. Yeah. I would be Mine's happy about still that. Blue. <laughs> I see that. I see that. I see that. Yeah, that's yeah. Michigan red, Pennsylvania red. red. Uh, mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I will put both of these up. You guys can look at these and decide. Look at the vast difference between those two projections. Those two forecasts are huge. That's why I have been actively out of the news for about a week. I've been watching some movies that, you know, I did a podcast on and I've just been kind of, you know, a, a friend of mine kind of drew me into this group with her and another uh, person that's voting for Trump. And I'm just like, and, and they're reporting like everything in real time that's happening, rallies and stuff. And I don't even want to hear that. You know, I want to kind yeah. of stay away from that. I don't even know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I, I'm still trying to decide, do I check it out early? Do I wait later? Because honestly, <laughs> I was a basket case last presidential election because I did vote for Trump. And so was I um, remember it going into the wee hours of the morning mm -hmm. and I went to sleep. And then the next morning, but I, I was awake to see uh, Tony Podesta go out there because as you recall, Hillary didn't even get out there. She was having a 
of epic meltdown. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't come. I saw that. I think shortly after that, I went to bed. I don't know what to expect tomorrow. In fact, I think I'm going to be getting out of town for the afternoon after I vote because I don't think I want to be here. I yeah, um, I don't I don't know. And then the aftermath after I, I can't even I can't even go there in my mind because it's just too much. I tomorrow is huge. And to think what could happen with either outcome, you know, is I, I can't even go there in my head. It's just too much to process and, and try to think about, you know, um, will we go into civil war, you know, if, if Trump wins and Antifa takes over? I I don't know. You know, a lot of people say, no, nah, it'll never happen. But I mean, Antifa already reared its ugly head over stupid shit. So what are they going to do if Trump really wins? I mean... You know. Well, yeah. So um, I just know, like I said, in the city I live in, there are boarding up. I saw an article, mm-hmm. but this is happening nationwide where they're just uh, basically battening down the hatches um, in case yeah. of rioting. And you know what's going to happen, especially especially if Trump wins. Especially. I don't think that Trump supporters nope. are going to be going out with their guns and shooting nope. the place. I do not up. see I, that at all. I can, <laughs> That's what right. people are predicting. Oh my God, it's going to go either way that they're going to, no, I don't, mm-hmm. we, no, yeah, that it, it isn't the energy of our party, you know. Uh, it, I certainly no. wouldn't be walking around with a Trump hat tomorrow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, not I just no, don't no, think no, it's no. a good idea, you know, especially if you're in a uh, democratic City. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. But I, I think anywhere at this point, because they're, they're still Biden supporters, and they'll be angry. And not only that, they bust these Antifa to wherever. I'm kind of looking at a tweet now, which I'll post and it has the Amish and it says it's all fun and games until the Amish comes and the Amish have, you know, the Trump 2020 signs on their horse buggies that I'm just like, they don't go, get political very often. I, I actually like the Amish. No. I've studied them a bit. Yeah. They, they're not ones to take a political no. side. And they're supporting Trump even. That seems pretty amazing to me. And that yeah. is in Pennsylvania, right? That's where that's one place that the Amish are at. Also, Kansas. There's a few states, but I think they're, they're prevalent in Pennsylvania. He's got support of, I think I heard 30% of the black voters are voting Trump this time around, which is huge. Huge. Um, I think a lot of the Hispanics in Florida, because you have to understand a lot of them have immigrated from Cuba or uh, are descendants of, of Cuban ancestry. And they have heard the horror stories of socialism. Uh, I would assume I'm just going to, I haven't really heard much now. I did see like a, a, a picture and I believe they're Japanese uh, Trump supporters. I would assume that some Chinese, you know, I'm not saying all Chinese are part of the CCP, but I think if they did, uh, they do have citizenship here and they've made their living here and they've built themselves up here, you know, they're going to, you know, uh, vote for him. So I think he does have a lot coming from many, many directions. Yeah. Um, right now, because we, this is one of the most important, if not the most important election, um, in our history, really, uh, we are at a turning point and either way, either way, I agree. We are at a huge, huge turning point. I, I agree. And we just have to see what happens tomorrow. You know, we can, we can predict all we want, but you know, we don't know. We have no idea. We are, we don't have a crystal ball. All we can do is wait like the rest of the United States of America and see what happens. 
And yeah, we're on pins and needles and, until that happens. You know, maybe I'll maybe I'll tune in Wednesday. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, what should I do tomorrow? You know, because I refuse to be tossed to and fro, always up, always down. Because that that happened to me in 2016. I thought I I really didn't think we were going to win. It's nauseating. Yeah, it's, and it's just like on the edge of your seat. Because I oh, mean, and then he started getting traction, and I think didn't he take Ohio? And there was a few, and I was just really on pins and needles. Yeah. And, I yeah. do think we're going to be okay. I, I that's mm-hmm. just like I do a, too. It's gonna be okay. It's going to get rocky for a while. I don't think it's going to be like, oh yeah, okay, everything's cool on November fourth. Um, I think there's going to be some uh, fight back. But I can see all the chess pieces being moved right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, one of them, if Trump does get in, the FBI director Christopher Wray is gone, and I believe he wants to put in um, General Flynn's attorney. And, uh, gosh, her name is escaping me and it shouldn't, cause I just saw her this morning. Um, hang on. Did you say he is gone already or he will be gone? Oh, he will be okay. if Trump's elected. He's going to be gone because he's another sleeper. Yes. Yes, he uh, is. he's been covering up for a lot of the, the Bidens mm-hmm. and everybody else. So, yeah. uh, let me see here. What was her name? General Flynn's attorney at that. Her name escapes me every time. And I don't know why. Uh, which is weird. That's okay. That's okay. I want to, while you're looking for that, uh, let me circle back to the Dow Jones. They did close up. They're up 423. I don't know how, what that means. I don't follow the stock market, but they are up. It did close up today. So that is a good indicator of a reelection of an incumbent. And like I said, they, they just don't mess with their money. You know, if they're putting their money down, they're, they, they're better, you know, prog- prognaticians, I think, than, um, you know, most people, you know, I, I would like to see his odds in Vegas. I wonder how his odds in Vegas are doing. <laughs> Trump odds in Vegas. I don't know. I thought about putting in a, vet, a bet. Uh, no, her name's Sydney Powell. And I think I mess her name up because it sounds a little uh, masculine to me. So I, I always forget. Yeah, that makes but sense. It's Sydney Powell. And if she gets in as FBI director, I'm not kidding you, man. She is going to be like a steamroller because she has been General Flynn's attorney and he, she knows a lot of dirt. He knows a lot of dirt. And I mean, I'm telling you, man, people are going to go down. Yes, finally, finally. Okay. So it's 66% of wagers this weekend on Trump beating Biden, 66%. Yeah, that's that's a good indication too. Although I, I'm not seeing the odds anywhere, but his odds, sit, uh, Biden's odds currently sit, sit at minus 188, whatever that means, but the minus side doesn't look good. So um, yeah, that's interesting. But um, yeah, I. so you're saying if Sidney Powell takes over that it's really going to be a... <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, because that's 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 uh, yeah General Flynn's attorney, and she's already been tapped for that position. If Trump wins, you know, so Christopher Ray is gone, and that woman is going to clean house, and I can't wait because it's damn time. Yeah, it is. The FBI has been a joke these past four years, and and before that, as we're learning, before that, this has been going on. I'm gonna say this shit has been going on since probably the Clintons. I I think. Yeah. I used to love I mean, I'm just theorizing, but I just based on everything that I've seen since the nineties, it's been bad, bad, bad. real bad. Yeah. I, I agree. And we didn't, I didn't know that that was going on. I really thought 
they were all that until this year, um, as I started looking into everything and how they, I know you've probably known longer that they weren't playing fair, but I, I had no idea. And I, well, like I said before, it really didn't hit me until 2016. Yeah. Uh, I, I always was suspicious of government always have been, I don't know where that came from, but I just was, but I think that was just a general consensus of the American population. Oh, they're all the same. They politicians all lie and blah, 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 blah. So you, you didn't really, nobody really trusted them, but you voted anyway. Um, I think, I think Trump's the first one that I've really placed a lot of uh, my trust in. And even still, I, I will sometimes question, you know, things, but um, that's okay. I, I, as an American citizen, I'm allowed to do that. Now, if he doesn't win, we're not going to be allowed to do that anymore. No, we're not. We're going to be so censored. It's, it, I don't even know if we're going to be able to have our podcast, you know. It, I thought about that too today, but I think we're going to be okay. Well, we'll be underground if we have to be. But yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Um, so Hunter Biden, we were going to mention some stuff about him real quick. Um, some new things that have come out. And shockingly, I haven't seen it much in the American press. I've only seen it in um, overseas. Uh, <laughs> of course. Yeah, but not even Fox. I did not Google Fox, but I, I checked some of my other sources and they hadn't broke it either. That there was a third hard drive of Hunter Biden, and on there was actual phone numbers, verifiable phone numbers of President Clinton, Hillary Clinton, some movie stars, some rock stars. There was a lot of information on there, wasn't there, Ronnie? Yeah, there was a lot of phone numbers, and um, that stuff shouldn't be, you know, circle circulating around, especially in CCP hands. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, this was in the uh, hard drive that the FBI had since last year, if I'm not mistaken. They also had that information and they sat on it, speaking of the FBI again. Um, but yeah, it's been really interesting, uh, the information on there, that the security nightmare that there that is. Also, it showed that his laptop spent you know, he spent 21000 on one live cam porn website and, of course, sex selfies of himself. This man was a, is, I guess, he's in the present test. He's a sex addict among, you know, drug addict. And, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. He is just a mess. And the fact that Joe would just throw him under the bus, and we kind of discussed this last time and had Giuliani speak about that. He just threw this guy under the bus that wasn't stable anyway. And probably he's turning to all these things because of the stuff daddy made him do. You know, you have to have, oh, yeah. and, and probably daddy made him do shit like that all his life. You know, usually that stuff doesn't start when you're an adult. That, that happens when you're a child too. And so he's, it's just sad, you know? I don't think you become that fucked up of an individual uh, just on your really own. I mean, I know that might happen sometimes, but usually, you know, it's because of the upbringing and, uh, he was put into some very bad situations with murderers and, you know, uh, other people who are stealing and laundering money and God knows who else, you know, corrupt people, right. bad people. Right. Exactly. 
And he was trying to please his dad, as we all do, I think. And he was following through and do, you know, bringing home the pay for the whole family, according to these emails, um, if you are to believe them. And I do. Um, yeah, it's just really sad, the pressure that they put Hunter under. Not only that, it was so funny, the password, I can't believe they disclosed the password, but the password to all of these phone numbers to the Clintons and, uh, you know, Joe Biden's personal numbers, the password was Hunter 02 or Hunter 02. <laughs> I mean, you know, you the, the thing is, the CCP has this and that's a national mm -hmm. security problem because we're talking about the Clintons, we're talking about Obama, uh, phone numbers that weren't supposed to be circulating around, especially to communist China. And you know, for shit sure, they were listening in on conversations and, and God knows what else. So they own Biden. They own Biden. And if Biden gets in, yeah, we're done. Yeah. We're, we're China's we're concerned. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. They, you know, I, I don't know what can take place, but um, yeah, it doesn't look pretty. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Mm, so... And the countdown begins. The countdown begins. <laughs> We're anxious like the rest of you listening. And you know who we want to win. And we hope that when we meet again, we're not going to meet tomorrow. We're going to be too busy being nervous. But when we do, um, we hope we're seeing four more years of 45. Yep, yep, exactly. Trump 2020. Trump 2020. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next news cycle.